0: This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Church from Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit our website at faithchurchlubbock.com. Good night. Praise the Lord. A little bit of the anointing in here right now, just a touch of heaven in here. You know, and so it happens when we just get in His presence and worship Him together. I don't believe God's done tonight. Before we get going, uh, you remember Sunday was the anniversary of 9/11, and we honored the first responders. I know there was first responders that weren't here on Sunday, so if you are in any form of law enforcement, you are a fireman, you are a paramedic. Um, I'd ask you to stand up. We just want to honor you right now. And got a little gift card for you. Yeah, stand up. Anybody else I see? Aaron. Any more? Yes. Thank you, guys. God bless you guys. We pray the blessing of God on you and the protection of God on you. And you know, sometimes first responders are overlooked until you're the one they need to respond to. And then they become a real big deal. So thank you from the depths of our heart. Also, again, just just some of the announcements again you saw was remember Sunday night is the the Espinol worship night. How you like that? The Spanish word. Yeah, there you go that's for everybody, you know, even if you don't if you don't speak Spanish. I mean they asked me that I was around a guy who said he spoke five languages. He said, How many languages you speak? And I said, three. He said, What do you speak? And I said, a little bit of English, a little bit of swanix, and a little bit of pig Latin. And he just kind of looked at me. I thought, there you go. Anyhow, that's Sunday night at uh, seven and then the youth ex- or the young adults exchange Friday night at seven if you're somewhere where you think you're young, where you're welcome to that, and then this Sunday is the water baptisms. You really need to sign up for that, but we would be honored to, to put you down under the water and let God touch your life in that area. Okay, if you need a Bible, why don't you raise your hands or ushers to get that in your hand. Once you've got a Bible, we'll go to the book of Proverbs chapter three for ties tithes and offerings. I was here a couple of weeks ago, and I'm gonna come back on it just for a little bit tonight. Again, if you need a Bible, get your hand up, Proverbs three. If you're watching by live stream tonight, We welcome you again. And so we begin in Proverbs 3, verse 9. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the firstfruits all your increase. Now, I know I read that rather fast, but when we honor the Lord with our possessions and with the firstfruits of our increase, could this be a test from God? Could could this be a test from God to say, what are you going to do with this? And when I read the first fruits of all your increase. It takes a lot, a lot of faith to give him your first fruits. Because what that means is. I give to God my best. Before if I see if I'm going to have enough left over at the end. And I will tell you this. This is an incredible act of faith. But. Something happens when we do this. And it says, so your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. I highlight the plenty and the overflow. So could the reason in my life that I'm not experiencing the plenty and the overflow is because I haven't stepped out by faith and done this. And I'm I'm not going to kind of whitewash it and act like... This is easy. It'll take some faith. But man, I've seen the faithfulness of God. And so how this kind of came, there was a woman in my office this morning and they have experienced the acceptable year of the Lord's favor and the blessings on their life. And I said, God has blessed you guys. And she said, Pastor, I, I can't even explain what God's done. She said, this, this is so huge what God's done in her life. And she said, you know I go back to the beginning of her life and she said we always had shelter and we always had food and when she said that I thought yeah I've always had shelter and see oftentimes we see what people have right now but I can tell you the first shelter that me and Shelly lived in it was a place at Bible school and it was called Kenwood Hills. We renamed it Cockroach Hills because the cockroaches were so big that you'd get up in the morning and they'd rearrange your furniture. (laughs) I'm telling you, you've never seen cockroaches until you've lived in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I mean, them dudes, they were massive. But you know what? It was shelter. And there was a a time in my life for about three years that I, I couldn't eat peanut butter. I hated to look at a jar of peanut butter. Because for years, that's all we had to eat. But I look back, and we did have food. And I remember we we really upgraded. We moved to a single wide trailer house. And the hallway was so small that both of you couldn't go down it at the same time. But I look back at those times, and I think, God still took care of us. And as long as we honor God, God continues to move in our lives. And I say that to some don't give up. Stay, stay with the word of God, even in this area of tithing. And God, God's going to move. How do you know that? Because he said he would. He was going to do those things. So let me pray here. Father God, we love you today. And Lord, I, I thank you for the privilege to honor you with our possessions and the first fruits of our increase. And Father God, I ask that you would grace every one of us in here. Grace ones, Father God, that are questioning this and maybe even struggling in this area, Lord. You would just touch their hearts. And Father God, see them through with this, that they will come to the place in their life of plenty and overflow because of your faithfulness in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. This is why I love Wednesday nights, because I I could speak on giving over and over and over just because of things in my life. So keep... Keep coming on Wednesday, and I'll keep sharing those things. Go with me to the book of Mark, chapter 2. Now, as we go to Mark 2, I'm on another area of faith tonight. I've shifted again tonight, and oh, my goodness, I'm excited about this. This kind of goes on with some of the stuff that was taking place in our worship. So we're going to the book of Mark, chapter 2. And so when we get born again, according to 2 Corinthians 5.21, it says... We become the righteousness of God in Christ or through Christ. I, I become in right standing with God, not because of anything I've done, because of what Jesus did. So better yet, Jesus qualified me to be righteous. But the other side of that, I know that faith without works is dead, according to James 2:19. So I've got to do something. I've got to act on the Word of God. And so I'm thinking about this today. And sometimes you may say, well, why do, why do we pray? Why do you pray? I think a safe answer is because we all feel like God will answer our prayers. But just think about the thing, prayer. Prayer is an action. Prayer is something that i got to do. And if I don't pray, then God doesn't move. And so, again, it's just another little bitty illustration of I, I must put a little walkie-walkie with my talkie-talkie. i got to get out of the boat. i got to do stuff with my faith. Now, we go to the book of Mark, chapter 2. And I'm going to start in verse 1. But I, I very seldom title sermons. i let you title them, whatever they speak to you. But tonight, this is kind of beyond the lines of faith that doesn't quit. A faith just stays with it. And and part of the reason I say that in Galatians 6, 9, the apostle Paul said that you will reap if you faint not in due season. You'll reap if you faint not. If you don't quit, when? In due season. He didn't say in due today, due tomorrow, due next week. He said in due season. It's going to take place. So we start in Mark chapter two, verse one. And again, Jesus entered in Capernaum after some days and it was heard that he was in the house. Now, Jesus better stated here, he's back in town. And if you were to study the life of Jesus, we know he was born in Bethlehem. He spent a lot of time in Nazareth, but most believe he considered Capernaum his hometown so he goes back to his hometown verse 2 and immediately many gathered together so that there was no longer room to receive them not even near the door and he preached the word to them so Jesus gets back to the house and word gets back that Jesus is back in town and he packs the house now you can imagine what the buzz was in Capernaum that evening that the Lord Jesus is back in town. So guess guess what you think they're talking about? The miracle worker, he's back. The healer, he's back. The one who sets people free, he's back. He's back. And if you'll notice at the end of verse two, it says that Jesus preached the word to them. Isn't it interesting that the Lord Jesus emphasized the word of God? He's the son of God, but he knew that without faith, and the only way faith comes is by hearing the word, but he knew I got to get faith into people. So the very first thing he does with the, the, the crowds that are packed in there, he preaches the word to them. And that ought to give us an insight. And have a desire for the word of God. Stay with the word of God. Verse three, then they... And the word will clarify who they are. Then they came to him, bringing a paralytic who was carried by four men. So, the they is these four men who show up carrying this paralyzed man and he's on a mat. Now, when you look at this man, this man's needs or his conditions... Caused his friends to act and if you'll notice it says that these men they they were bringing a, a paralytic and he was carried by them They didn't have a bus They didn't call uber They carried this man to the Lord Jesus And when I read that you know what it's like they're saying we've got to do something And so they get to the house, and they get there, and they realize real quick, oh, my gosh, there's not even standing room. It's so crowded, we can't get in. Hmm. Verse 4. And when they would not come near him because of the crowd... They uncovered the roof where he was, so when they had broken through, they let him down on the bed, which the paralytic was lying. They exerted an effort to get their friend to Jesus. Now, I, I want to highlight something here, and I believe this is, this is a golden nugget for us tonight. Why did they go to such an effort to get their friend before Jesus? They came to the house where Jesus was that night because they had an expectation. How many times do we come to the house of God with an expectation? And I, I challenge you. And it was something that the Lord really spoke. He impressed on me today. Do, do we come to the house of God just to say we went to church? Just to, or what would happen If we had this same type of expectation that these guys said that, you know what? We we gotta get our friend before Jesus, whatever it takes. I'm I'm telling you right now, in my life, God is raising a, a greater degree of an expectation within me. It's like, trust me, believe me, unlike any other time. And so it's very apparent here These guys, they face a dilemma. It could look like a a roadblock. We can't get in the scene. But you know what? We gave it our best shot. At least we tried. But here's another thing I, I believe we do often. When we hit what would appears to be a roadblock many times we have this thought, well, I guess it wasn't God's will. But if I read this correctly, it's like these guys are saying, we're not taking a no for an answer. We're gonna do whatever it takes to get our friend around Jesus and I know in 2 Peter 3 9 God's desire is that none perish so it shows me immediately the nature of God and so if God's so concerned about us not perishing he's still concerned if it's a big deal to you it's a big deal to God and so these guys man they look and they think Ooh, we we got to get busy so when I read this are the roadblocks in your life, are the challenge in your life, are they there to sabotage your faith? To say, let's see if we can stop them. Could they be the obstacles you encounter that become a test of faith? Or could they be an opportunity in disguise? See, you know what I see here? These guys had a faith that wouldn't quit. They said, you know what, I don't care what it looks like. And I don't know if his name was Larry, but we're getting Larry before Jesus. And you want to see something real interesting in verse 4? Mark how many times just in this one verse it uses the word they. And when they, the four friends, could not come near Jesus because of the crowd, they, the four friends, uncovered the roof where he was. So when they, the four friends, had broken through, they, the four friends, let down the bed on which the paralytic was lying. And so I read that right here because these four, they act on their faith. I mean, it's a, I don't know about you. This is the kind of friends I want to hang around with. These are the, these are the God folk you want to hang around with. Now, the guy they're carrying in on the mat I don't know what type of faith he has. I don't know if he has just a little bit of faith. I don't know if he has just a little hope. I don't know if he's just got a little bit of maybe, hope so, possibly. But when I read this, I never see him object to what they're doing. He doesn't say, hey, fellas, it's overflowing. Take me back home. They're throwing off the tiles. And he doesn't say, hey, hey, let's quit. I never find it. So it shows me he had some type of faith. So again, we see him right here, man. They are cutting a hole into the roof. They're slinging those tiles down. And they let him down on this mat. Now we know because the scriptures say it's a packed house. I mean, I believe they're right on top of Jesus. Jesus is preaching the word. And while he's preaching the word, it would be like right now. If someone's trying to cut a hole in this roof, we're all going to know. So Jesus is preaching the word and he's thinking, these are signs and wonders that I were not quite sure about. And all of a sudden, a little dust comes through. And all of a sudden, some debris starts coming. And I don't know if it was day or night, but if it was night, Jesus looks up and he sees the stars. And all of a sudden, they start lowering this guy down. What's Jesus's response? Verse five. And when Jesus saw their faith, when Jesus saw the extent of their faith, when Jesus saw the confidence of their faith. So when it says, when Jesus saw their faith, they didn't light up like a Christmas tree. So, when it says when Jesus saw their faith, what did he see right here? I believe he saw works that weren't dead. His friends had active faith. And when I read this, again, these four guys had persistence, they had an expectation. All we got to do is get him to Jesus. They had a determination that says, you know what, when the roadblocks of life come before, I'm not going to stop. Were they desperate? I don't know that I'd use that word. But they definitely had an expectation. And so when Jesus saw their faith, you know what I believe he's saying here? He saw that those guys realized R.Y. is worth it. And what I mean by R.Y. is worth it. It had nothing to do with these four men. It had everything to do with their buddy. And it had everything to do with Jesus. And and again when I read this. And these are godly friends. I don't know about you, but I want to be around godly friends. And I say that because who do you run with at times? You know the old saying, you, you are who you run with. And so when I look about this, these four men, these four friends, I never hear that they're mentioned in the Bible again. But what's interesting about these four guys, they don't have a title. Man, now we all got to have a title. Pastor, prophet. I don't know if they were Jews or Gentiles. I don't know what their background was. But one thing I found out about these four they had an expectation that when you get people around Jesus, Jesus will move. Jesus will take care of them. And another thing I want to point out is when these guys did that, they didn't stay up on the roof and the Bible says they're up there taking selfies. Hey, hey, tag me on the gram. How many followers do we got? No. It wasn't about them at all. It was about getting their friend to Jesus. And I think this is what we got to get back to instead of looking, look at me, look at me. Let's look to Jesus. Jesus still moves. And I got to get back to the place. It's not about me, but it's about Jesus. We got to get him to Jesus. If we believe Jesus still healed, this place would be full tonight. You know why? People say, we got to get our friends to Jesus. And I'm not just speaking. I'm speaking at me. I realize that. That's why I said, my level of expectation, it's going up. So we keep reading verse 6 or verse 5. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic son, your sins are forgiven you. Wow. Now, if you want to get the rest of verse 5, you've got to come back next week. That's next week. I can't get in that. It's too long. Verse 6. And some of the scribes, the religious, were sitting there and reasoning in their hearts. They were reasoning in their hearts. Why does this man speak blasphemies like this? Who can forgive sins but God alone? And so literally know what they're saying, who does this guy think he is? But immediately when Jesus perceived in a spirit that they reasoned that within themselves, he said to them, why do you reason about these things in your heart? Now watch what he says. Which is easier to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven you, or say, arise, take up your bed and walk, but that you may know that the Son of Man has power or authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralytic, I say to you, rise, take up your bed and go to your house. Now This is all next week. I'm rushing through this. Verse 12. Immediately he rose up, took the bed, and went out in the presence of all of them all, so that they're all amazed and glorified God saying we never saw anything like this so when Jesus said arise he obeyed the very words that Jesus spoke to him and so when i look at all this Jesus realigned his priorities and when when our why aligns with his Stuff begins to happen. Not only for him, but for our lives. And so we need this thing called persistent faith that will not stop and it will not settle. And I wonder about the paralytic. I don't know how long he was lame, but I wonder if he lived at times frustrated or disappointed. And when I begin to study on those lines, and I'm sitting there today, this rose up within me. How many people here tonight? Right now, you're frustrated or you're disappointed. And there's nothing wrong to admit that. Are you frustrated or you Disappointed. And oftentimes, when frustration and disappointment comes, you know what it does to us? It stops us. We settle. We have the thought, well, maybe God's not working. Can I, can I do something that's just in my heart right here right now? If you're here right now, and you're frustrated or you're disappointed in your life. Just stand up. Don't don't do it shamefully. Just stand up. Man, I, I, I applaud you. Thank you for obeying. That's a God. I ain't planned this. Tap, stand, stand, keep standing. Okay. Now, just as the paralytic, he had four friends. I mean, really, we're all friends in Jesus, aren't we? Yeah, we're all the family of God. So, just with people standing up right now, just look at how many people in here. And I, I don't believe God wants us to be frustrated and disciplined. I don't believe he wants us. So what would happen right now if we just get out of our seat and lay hands on people or you stretch your hands before them? Can we do that? Yes. Yes, the Bible tells Come on, obey. Get up obey. <laughs> I don't mean it ugly, but get around someone and just even if you don't know them, and, and speak over them right now. Pray over them right now. Father God, you see all these ones right now, Lord. That the areas of their life, they're frustrated. They're disappointed. Lord, we ask right here on this Wednesday night that you would stir up a fresh faith. That you would stir up a fresh expectation within them tonight. Right now, Lord. We release that on the name of Jesus. And Father God, we thank you that you're the God who says, I order the steps of the righteous. And Father God, you said in Psalms 3, For thou, O Lord, are a shield for me, he is the glory and the lifter of my head. So Lord, we pray that in here in Jesus' name. Just stay over in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. woo Thank you. Wow. You know what I believe in my heart right now? I believe things are happening. I believe that with all my heart. I pray that there's something stern with you right now that says, I'm 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 gonna believe God, I'm gonna live with an expectation. Go go quickly to James chapter one. James chapter one. Woo! Man, I'm telling you, just just do that again. I, I sense and get around people of faith. Get around people when, when you have issues and they look at you and say, let me pray. Let me pray. And when people come to my house and they say, this is going on, this is going on. I mean, we say, let us pray for you. Let us pray for you. I, 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 I pray that this, this switches something right here in this house. That there becomes such an expectation. I, I pray that if you get here at 7 o'clock, you can't get in. <laughs> it's just overflowing. I'm going to say, Sorry. Just watch on live stream. James chapter 1. Now I'm going to go through this. I'm going to read verses 2 through 4. And I'm just going to prepare. These three verses are loaded with biblical truth. Okay? Verse 2. My brethren, fellow believers, count it all joy. When you fall into various trials, when, 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 not if, but when you fall into very trials. So becoming a Christian does not automatically excuse a believer from difficulties, Huh? but he said, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. And I can promise you for years of my life, when I would read that right there, I'd say, no way. No way. Is that spiritually possible? Are you kidding me? Count it all joy when you fall into various trials. So the proper attitude in meeting adversity is to count it all joy. Now listen real close. This is not an emotional reaction, but it is an appraisal of the situation from God's perspective. Totally different. Hmm. When we view trials as means of moral and spiritual growth, Verse 2 or 3. Knowing that the testing of your faith. Testing carries the idea of proving genuineness. The testing of your faith. My faith. So guess what he just said. Your faith is going to be tested and it's going to prove how genuine it is. And the testing of your faith produces patience. A positive steadfastness that bravely endures. That says, I'm not quitting. I'm not stopping. I'm not giving up. Verse 4. But let patience have its perfect work. Why? That you may be perfect. Which carries the idea of being fully developed and mature, spiritually. And complete, which is fullness and wholeness, lacking nothing. Now, I'm telling you, when I would read that at times, I'd like, oh, Jesus, what have I got myself into? Something happens when I just stay with the things of God that God is working on the inside. He's working on you think about this What why do you go to the gym to work out? To get big to get bigger to get stronger It's the same way in other words when when I go to the gym to work out the only way I get stronger is there's got to be resistance Now I know people in the natural that when they start dragging in life you know what they'll say I need to get a B12 shot I'm dragging I need a B12 shot I'm just going to go to the doctor and let him shoot me right in the rump with a B12 shot it'll get me going but spiritually you can't get a persistent shot you can't get a patient shot you can't get a disciplined shot you can't get a dedicated shot the only way these things happen is what he said i'm going to go through some tests and i'm going to go through trials and i realize you know what god is working me he's moving in me that when i have that same mentality those four friends i'm not giving up i'm not stopping and when i think about the area of discipline Man, that's something you need to pray about. God discipline me. Discipline me to get into the word. Discipline me to pray. Won't you stand up here with me? Golly. My time's gone. Woohoo! I pray persistence that stirs within every one of us. That God is He's working, right? He's doing some stuff right now. And that he's doing something in you. He's doing something in me. I'm telling you right now. I mean, it's it's like God has taken me to a new level. Woohoo! Woohoo! I'm moving, I'm moving, I mean, like the old Jefferson's. I'm moving on up. I'm going up in things with God. I I don't want to settle. When I read the Bible, the Great Commission, what God said, He said, Lay hands on the sick and they would recover. You know what? I can stand here and say, "I, I believe in that. But if we really believe it, would we live with an expectation? We'd go ahead and step out and say, you know what? God's going to do something. Well, I'm going to tell you right now. God's going to do something on Wednesday nights. God's going to do something. That every time we come in here, there's an expectation. God's going to do something. Bow your head with me. Father God, we come before you. who Lord, stir within us. Persistence. Heavenly persistence. And Father God, you said in 1 Timothy six twelve. Fight the good fight of faith. Contend for the faith. And Lord, we pray right now. We pray for anything we're going through right now, Lord, that you would grace us, you would help us, that we would stay at the feet of Jesus. And Lord, we ask right now that you would deposit a joy in the midst of trials and tests and all the stuff that's going on. And Lord, we ask right now that through your grace and your mercy, that you would perfect us and complete us in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you once again for joining us on this podcast. To check out more services from Faith Church, you can find our live broadcast on YouTube or check out our website at faithchurchlubbock.com for more information on upcoming events, how to give, and how you can get involved.